Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Be the face of your company. <sighs> Fuck. This is Growth Mode. A, am I supposed to mention you first before I say this is Growth Mode? I don't fucking remember how this shit goes. Endless stream of referrals. And this is fucking fuck off fucking bitch ass motherfucking fuckers. Fuck! Okay, feel better. Be the face of your company. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking and author of Endless Streamer Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about sales, business development, and growing and scaling your business. Hanging out with me, as always, is my buddy and knucklehead friend, Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we are going to talk about why and how you should be the face of your company. Be in the face of your company, man. When I was doing my sales career prior to launching Success Champions, you know, in the city of Fort Worth, Texas and the surrounding, you know, cities around it, I was pretty known in the area, man. I did a ton of networking. I was a, sat on several boards, did a lot of associations, and I was heavily, heavily involved in the community. And uh, it was a lot of reasons, but some of it, one, I wanted to give back. A lot of it was I wanted to make business development a lot easier by meeting people where they were. And a lot of people got to know me. I mean, it was a running joke for a little while was, was if you need to get to anybody in Fort Worth, you need to get to Donnie. And so that was, that was a lot of fun. You know, people often said, man, is there anybody in town you don't know? And I, I really kind of enjoyed knowing all of that and everybody. So when I launched Success Champions, I really kind of felt that that personal brand of everybody know me was going to just carry over into what I was doing. But what I realized really damn quick is people may have knew me in Fort Worth, Texas, but not a damn soul knew me outside of that. And it was an eerie feeling when I first started out that I was starting at ground zero and I had to get myself known. 
And I didn't really know how to do that. Uh, I was because, you know, when you're in a local city, it's all about going to events and being on boards, being part of associations. But when you're trying to do it all over the world, it's a whole nother ball game. So as we dive into this episode, you'll hear some of the stories of some of the things Kevin and I have done to be the face of the companies um, and some of the things we screwed up along the way. Oh, Kevin, where do you want to start off with this one? So I, I think being the face of your company is a challenge for a lot of business owners. I know when I uh, did the pivot with Time on Target from the public speaking training thing where I was the product to where I was really more focused on working with in that consultant role, I really was at that point in my life trying to make the the uh, it a brand as opposed to having me be the brand, I wanted there to be that separation. And I, I think that's really hard because you can't, it's much harder to grow that generic brand, you know, the company name, Agreed. than it is to grow a personal brand that is now tied to a specific company. And it took me a long time to figure that out. I'm still not overly great at it, but I'm getting a lot better at at the, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Cause at some point I was going to bust your chops about it. So. I'm going to throw it out there now. And you have, you have no power. Get, I'm like, I'm like the, Kevin, teach me how to be the face of the company. Get, Go ahead. Get, get me away from me, Satan. <laughs> so, but no, it is, it's, it's, you know, you look at a lot of people who are starting companies and I, and I have this conversation with a couple of my clients right now. It's like, you need to worry less about, the brand name and you need to get out there in front of people and you need to, as the owner, the smart guy in the company, you need to be, people need to be hearing you. Well, I want to clarify just because somebody's the owner doesn't mean they're smart. Just well, for the record. <laughs> this is true. I've met a lot of idiot owners, you know, <laughs> no, but no, I mean, you're hundred percent right. You know, the success champions is a brand. Success Champion Networking is a brand. The Badass Business Summit is a brand. Champion's Table is a brand. But so is Donnie Bovine. So is Kevin Snow. And when we're talking about be the face of the company, it's really about being the personal brand in the marketplace. Because, I mean, let's get real. At the end of the day, I don't care who you work for. I don't care what your company is. People buy you. They then get what you sell right? Whatever your product, whatever your service is. So if people don't know who you are, it makes it for a more difficult sale. And sales guys, gals, hear me on this. The only thing you can take with you when you leave a company is your personal brand. And that personal brand just has some perks to come with it, like contacts, connections, referral partners, you know, circles of influence, people, that's the only thing you really get to take with you. So so if you're not out front getting loud and letting the world know you're there, then it's hard to do a lot of things, especially in this day and age that we're in where anybody with a cell phone can launch a company. It just makes it so much easier to put a face and a voice to your overall personal brand. So go through a couple of things that I know has worked effectively. Oh, let me tell you how I screwed it up in the beginning. Uh, absolutely, completely bombed it in the beginning. 
you know, I was a guy who grew up on self-help books and I loved the fucking motivational videos. And I loved hearing like E.T. Eric Thomas on stage, fucking loved hearing like Gary V. you know, um, I, I love these guys that were just so high powered energy and just would punch you in the face when they talked. And that's, I just thrived on that shit. And so when I first started trying to figure this stuff out, I thought I had to be that guy, right? This stupid, loud, over the top, get you riled up, get you fired up. So if you go find some of my early content, you're going to see this kind of raw, raw, motivational. I mean, it was bad enough in spots that my own aunt looked at me and she goes, you don't even believe half the shit that's coming out of your mouth. So I just smile and like everything you put out there. Mm-hmm. And it made me really you know, look at myself and going, how does somebody else see that that I'm not being myself? So I really think the first rule of being the face of your company is you got to show up as you, who you are in the fucking raw. And that's scary for a lot of people, especially my introverts out there. You know, the introverts, they don't like people getting to know them too much very personally right kevin sure (laughs) (laughs) right so but i mean i mean putting yourself out there requires a ability to get vulnerable on the shit you're willing to get vulnerable on not everything not your entire fucking life story um, but it's it's about being your real authentic self. Yeah. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> yeah, that that is a hard part of being the face of your company. And, you know, especially when you're trying to do it in a way that builds a relationship. You know, you can look at some people uh, that have definitely grown a personal brand and have become a face of their company. Steve Jobs, um, you know. That Mark type, Cuban, Mark Cuban, Jeff yeah, Bezos, yeah, exactly. You know how Oprah, Oprah, uh, Ellen DeGeneres. There's a ton of them that have built yep. this brand for their companies, and you know, you look at them and how vulnerable are they getting, really? You know, or you know, they're building their personal brand differently. Uh, I think it really depends on the vulnerability piece on what your product is and what you're trying to do. I think for what within success champions, that vulnerability is really key because we're working with business owners and trying to help them. And it's in this coaching growth world where it's really key for them to have that relationship with us, you know, in a product service based industry i don't know if that vulnerability is necessarily as important Ooh, i'm gonna challenge that one um but i got a comparison on vulnerability then i'm gonna come back to that because you made me think of it when we were naming out names there's there's knowing what you should share from a vulnerability standpoint like gary v never talks about his wife and kids the rock you see his daughter all the time in his shit right just two different worlds they have set parameters, maybe boundaries of what they're willing to share out there. Um, But kick it back to what you just said, Kevin. I, for the longest time, never people really get to know me in this vulnerable side and really who I was. And I really kind of put this mask on, you know, prior to launching my own companies when I was a sales guy, because I had to be on. I had to be that guy. I had to go get the deals done. 
And so I never was vulnerable. Nobody actually got to know me because it was just a transact, you know, a transaction. Let's, let's just go get the deal done, right? Um, and I'm curious, how many of your clients over the years did you know who their wife, their spouse, you know, did you know, did they know about your upbringing and who you were? And I, I, I'm I'm curious from that perspective, would you have done more business had they? Because I know for me, when I started building stronger relationships with my clients and getting more vulnerable, inviting them into my world, taking family trips together and those type of things, dude, we, the business we did added zeros on the end mm -hmm. in comparison to people not knowing who I am. So, you know, for you, I mean, how much more could your business have been had you vested a little bit more time getting to know them i don't know there were there were some of my clients that were uh on the larger side uh that definitely had uh, there there was way more access to me and we talked off hours uh i think i've told you the story about one of my clients where we spent an excessive amount of time at the bar together on a an extended basis. So, you know, there were the ones that did have that, that type of access to me. Uh, but it was, it, it grew over time. It wasn't a, Hey, we're just going to give you, you know, Hey, you get, you get into Kevin's world now, you know? Stuff. Yeah. So for me, I, I had, I ended up flipping the script and one of my early on sales call sales moves was dude, let's go to the, get a beer. Let's go get dinner. Let's go get whatever. And we're going to dive into each other's world. I'm going to learn about you. I want to know about your wife. I want to know about your kids. You know, I want to know about your vacations. Um, and because I found that the quicker I could get to that personal touch, that personal side of things, which is on the vulnerable side, because it's got to get vulnerable on both sides of those conversations. Um, the, the deeper and the bigger the deals yep. got happen, you know, but I think you got to be authentic no matter where where you're at. You got to be yourself and show up as yourself um, in all that regards. And I think if you you know think about uh, being the face of the company from a social aspect, um, you know you've got to be putting out content. And I and I, I don't care what the sale is. Um, if you're in a heavy tech sale, you better be putting out white papers. You better be putting out you know technical advice and scripts in the areas where people are looking for that type of content. It's just so, I mean, I was on a podcast panel last night uh, in a conversation and a podcast production company told the story about this guy who was in technical sales and he was really kind of a quiet, not very much out there, but he started a podcast during the pandemic and it was all about tech news. And all he did was report on things he found in the tech news world. And he didn't really look at the numbers, didn't think people were listening to him. Really, he said he got a couple emails. But he went to a conference. And as he was walking down the conference hall, people were stopping him and thanking him for all the information that, that he was their go-to source for things happening in the tech space, Right. That's a cool way of yep. being the face of the company is you're putting out contests where you've almost become a micro celebrity in your industry. So a lot of that, when we're talking about being the face of the company, that's where we're really talking about. I think and a lot of it is, you know, the, the change the phrasing a little bit, because I think when people hear us talking about that, they think, you know, that they need to be this big, loud, out this personality, but it, it's right. being visible. 
It's really yes, being visible word. in your, whether it's your industry or your target market and that space you're trying to work with, having people be able to see you and you yep. being out in front of the people and, and interacting with them. And so that when you go to another event, you have that experience. People is like, oh, hey, hey, Donnie, it's nice to see you again. You know, what have you been up to and be able to have people feel they have that connection to you? It's not being Gary V or Grant Cardone right. or having Agreed. that type of 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 branding. Unless you're a guy like me that wants that aspiration. Yes. Right. You know, I want to be that loud, be that crazy, you know, and have that many people know me. But to Kevin's point, not everybody needs to do that. Not everybody needs to go that loud and crazy. Um, some of it is just about showing up, you know. And, and being out there. Um, I, I think consistency in showing up is huge when it comes to kind of being the face of your business, being the face of your brand, being the face of your sales. You know, um, it's easier to sell when people know who you are. You know, it takes some of the coldness out of it. So think about it, you know, um, let's say, you know, you did put out a white paper and then, you know, people read it, you know, you may get some people commenting on it, sharing it with others, but there also might be an opportunity that when you introduce yourself, they're like, didn't you just write an article on X? And you're like, yeah. And it takes the coldness out of that first move, uh, really, really quickly. Yep. I mean, I know Kevin, you've spoken at several tech conferences and, you know, different places. And I, I, and I've seen you speak a couple of times and I know I know every time I get to watch the people come up and start asking you more additional questions and they're approaching you wanting more of your knowledge. And that's really what we're talking about here is doing the things that get you seen, you know, that allows people to raise their hand and approach you on a more regular basis. And I think part of it, if you're going to be visible in the marketplace, you need to understand what your, what your communication styles are and how you best are able to present information. You know, stories for me are not, don't always work so well, you know, and it's because of how I communicate and the, you know, a lot of things that come with being that introvert, you know, we, we don't do stories well. And they don't come you across. You misspelled extreme introvert. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am not Sheldon. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, you know, it's like. It's okay, Spock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sulu. <laughs> All right. So back to my thought. <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 Go ahead. Um, have an understanding of your communication styles. Because like you were talking, you when you started off, you tried to be that excessively loud, obnoxious, in-your-face person. And I'm still kind of curious on what's different now than then. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it wasn't you. And the people that knew you were, were calling you out on it. And that's the same thing with, with our, you know, the people listening to this right now. They're thinking about, how, all right, so how do I become the face of my company? How do I become visible? You know, don't. Don't go out there and say, I'm going to be Hulk Hogan and use that that communication style or or Stone Cold or The Rock or we're just going to use wrestling, you know, uh, wrestling uh, acronyms right now. 
but figure out how you communicate best and how you're most effective in getting your points across and weave that into how you're how you're being visible in the marketplace make it so it's they when when they beat you in person it's the same as when they saw you do stuff online or at a, a, in a presentation so there's that there can't be that disconnect and that's what happens a lot of times you hear that when you know people meet their their uh, favorite star or this uh, famous person they have this picture of how they're going to be based on how they've interacted with them on social media and different places when they meet him they're like oh my god he was an ass he was completely, he wasn't at anything like he is on social media. And you have to be careful for brands and business that you aren't doing that. So you need to really pay attention to how you communicate and how you're effective and replicate that in the market. Yeah. You know, one of the, the funniest and, and cool teaching moments I saw in a movie, and I'll go back to the the rock Dwayne Johnson uh, um I think it's called wrestling in the family or there's yep. something, something wrestling in the family. I, I, I know I'm screwing up the name of the show, but there's a scene where the brother and sister are back then. It was WWF. Um, that's what Kevin and I grew up on, but, um, and then they got sued and became WWE. But um, when, when the rock was walking through and he passes the brother and sister, they both look at Dwayne and go, you know, hey, Rock, 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 can you give us advice? We're fixing to go do our tryouts to try and get into the WWF. What is your advice? You know, what do we need to do? How do we need to show up? And in two seconds, Dwayne goes from being Dwayne Johnson and he turns and he's like, you can't deliver, motherfuckers, you blah, blah, blah. And he goes off total rock mode, right? You know, eyebrow raised the whole nine yards and he's just fucking screaming at them. And then all of a sudden he turns it off and goes, that whole moment wasn't an act. That's who the fuck I am. That's how I talk. That's how I show up in the world at all times. So if you're going to do this WWF thing and you're going to create this character out there, some of you has to be in that character or you'll never be able to sell it to the crowd. And it's the same thing here is you've got to be able to speak and deliver that's that consistency and, and show up. So as Kevin said, that when they meet you offline versus online, it's the same damn person. It's part of the reason I stay such a smart ass wherever I go is people learn that if I'm going to be around for five minutes, you better have thick skin because no holds barred. I'm coming after you. Um, probably sometimes to the detriment of my brand, um, but uh, it's just how I'm wired and, and who I am. You know, uh, with Kevin, you're always going to get the same kind of even kill dude, you know, with how he shows up. The only thing you ever see different between maybe social Kevin and in person is he does get a lot more quieter in person just because there's more people around. Doesn't mean he doesn't engage and interact, but, you know, you'll see that show up more often. But it's the, the more you can find unique ways to put yourself out there and take a lot of opportunities. I mean, in your local area, it's really easy to become the face of your company. You know, just think about being involved in the community. You know, I don't care what you sell, what your company is. If you live in a town of people who can purchase your stuff, you need to be a part of that town. I mean, that's sitting on boards, sitting on nonprofits, being a part of associations, you know, and being plugged into areas where people get to know you because you know like in fort worth texas there's the fort worth club 
And a lot of the who's who in the town, you know, use this Fort Worth club. And I jokingly have always said, it's a lot easier to do, have a business conversation with, well, there's two ways, two different ways to look at a business conversation. You know, you can have a CEO you've never met before, and then you can have a CEO that you were just, you know, on the weight bench right next to him because you were working out in the same gym together and you're constantly passing each other. It's a lot easier to get those warm introductions when you are finding yourself in places where your ideal prospects and clients are. Yeah, that's that's totally right. And then and that's one of the things when I moved out of the metro, that's one of the things that I probably miss even though I am the introvert in this relationship is that, you know, I'm not going and doing as much stuff where, where the, the business owners that I used to always do business with are, you know, I'm not, I'm not out and about, I'm not the, you know, doing all the social events anymore and, you know, just being at, being at activities. So that, that is one of the big things that is really key. And, it, and it's not, it doesn't take a ton of work to do that type of stuff. It's just understanding you know, who are, who your targets are and how to be in front of them with stuff that you would do on a daily basis anyway. For sure. For sure. So I think, you know, if, if you need to think about why you need to be the face of the company, one, it makes it easier to sell because uh, people start getting to know you too. Um, it allows more people to raise their hand because they get to know you, your brand and what you're doing. I think the biggest difference for some people is, are you need, do you need to be the face of your company in a localized area, in a localized kind of industry? So not necessarily local Pacific, but straight in tech, you know, straight in finance, you know, those type of things. Or are you more of a service base that can serve a lot of people? Do you need to be more of an influencer style face of the company? And all of those have unique things. You know, um, if you're localized, you need to be a part of the chambers, the rotaries, you know, you need to be involved having your, co in your community. If you're like industry specific, you need to be the face in there, then you need to get to the big associations, conferences, the big tech hubs and those type of things. And then if you're trying to go influencer, you just need to go batshit crazy and be on every freaking platform to an exhausted level. Um, I mean, I think we've got six different people that are helping me now in some capacity, help me get my social media and brand out there. If you could talk about this podcast, video productions, Pinterest and Instagram, you know, there's people helping me trying to get my, my brand a lot louder than it, than it currently is. So figure out where you are and then to go dive into those particular worlds. Gavin, what's the question of this week? So if you've been listening as, to us for any amount of time, you know that every week we take a question from one of our Success Champion Networking members uh, that relates to our topic that we're discussing today. And today our question is from Anand Balazar of Mets Wood Insurance. And he is a member of the Empire Elites chapter in upstate New York. His question is who do you say no to? I've had invites to speak on podcasts, volunteer for nonprofits, contribute articles for magazines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The gut instinct is to say yes to them all, but can that hurt the company image? So, I learned the hard way that you don't want to be known as the networker. <laughs> Right. Because the networker is a broke person that has enough time to go network anywhere. And early in my career, I was 100 percent that 
that symbol of somebody who just couldn't figure out sales fast enough. So I networked everywhere trying to figure out how to, you know, make sales easier. So I think there's some aspect of it, but I, I think you really need to look at the audience of what you're being asked to do to determine if it's one, a brand fit. Like if you're selling to the tech space only and, you know, somebody asks you to do a talk to a bunch of landscapers, you know, may not be a, a good place for you to be. So I think one of the key things is look at the audience who's going to be tuning in, hearing, listening, reading or whatever, and determine if that's a good fit. Um, and then determine if the overall end thing aligns with your personal brand and your personal mission. You know, like Kevin and I both would go speak at a gun, you know, ammo conference, hunting conference or whatever else. Um, but there's some conferences I'd never say yes to, you know, <laughs> so same with Kevin, you know, um, but uh, so I think it really it dials into to does it fit your brand or not? What do you think? Kev? Yeah, it, that, that's a key part, because, you know, as we were this year, one of our big goals for Donnie and I is more podcast appearances, uh, getting on stage again around the country and being much more visible. But you have to be smart about it. You need to understand who is going to be seeing you doing those things and if that's going to have a positive impact on your business or not. You can't just do it to do it. There has to be some tactical reason and strategic reason for you to be taking that time uh, out of your day to do that appearance or that that uh, that activity. And it needs to be able to feed back into the business somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the biggest thing, guys, uh, is go be the damn face of your company. Um, and so the action item for the week is literally go go find ways to be out front get people to know um who you are make it easier for people to warm up the process and want to be more interested in what you do get yourself out there and find areas where you can plug in and become part of something um, so your personal brand gets out there more and as always, guys, if you got any tips, tricks, values, anything out of this thing, anything, anything out of this that is of value for you, please do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribed uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. If you're on YouTube, please ring the bell so you get notified. These new episodes come out every Thursday. And tell one friend about this show if you think it will help them out. We appreciate you guys each and every week. We appreciate the messages and emails you guys send in. Love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. 
there are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.